This is the Hartwell Studio Works Sports Branding Podcast, Episode 7, Brand and Sponsorship, with Dan Butterly. Welcome to the seventh episode of the Hartwell Studio Work Sports Branding Podcast. I'm John Hartwell. I am the brains and pencil behind Hartwell Studio Works. I am a sports brand designer in Atlanta, Georgia. This podcast is for front office personnel who want to harness the power of sports branding to win more fans. I hope you enjoyed episode five of the podcast with J.W. Cannon and our conversation about brand and sponsorship from the sponsor point of view. Since sponsorship is a two-way street, I thought it appropriate to get a perspective from the other side of the table, from that of the sports property. Dan Butterly is the Senior Associate Commissioner of the Mountain West Conference. He has over 20 years of experience in college conference administration, including marketing, branding, and sponsorship sales. We cover a lot of ground here, with some great insights as to how your property's brand can attract and develop more successful sponsor partnerships. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to this episode of the Hartwell Studio Works Sports Branding Podcast. Dan Butterly. Dan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Uh, thanks for being on the show. I very much appreciate your time. Um, Dan, you and I know each other well, but perhaps everybody in the audience might like to know a little bit about you. Can you tell us about you and your career in uh, in sports? John, I absolutely can. I, I started out my uh, career in college athletics. I was the head basketball manager uh, at Illinois State University uh, way back in the last century in the early 1990s. Uh, after uh, completing my time at Illinois State, I took a job in newspaper advertising um, just uh, really wanted to uh, continue that external focus, continue to be involved as much as I can, but I knew I wanted to get back into the sports world, and I pursued an uh, intern position at the Missouri Valley Conference in sponsorship sales and turned it into a career, taking on responsibilities others didn't want, uh, including marketing, branding, licensing, uh, merchandising, promotions, uh, et cetera. Uh, continue to work in sponsorships and external relations uh, while also taking on management of men's basketball operations at the, at the Missouri Valley as well. Um, in early 1999, uh, the Mountain West uh, started up uh, in a split from the Western Athletic Conference. The Western Athletic Conference was a 16-team league. Uh, eight teams uh, split off to form the Mountain West, and I was offered the opportunity in early 1999 to come on to the new Mountain West staff, uh, which provided a great opportunity to uh, not only start something from scratch, but to brand and create a new conference from the beginning, which, which isn't done very often. Very good. Excellent. All right. So let's start with uh, a little sports business 101 question just to orient ourselves here. We're talking about brand and sponsorship. Um, <clears throat> as long as there have been sports properties, there have been sports sponsorships. Uh, the question is, why are sponsors and sponsorships so important to the sports business? You know, John, sponsorships help both the sport property and commercial property, corporate partners in various ways from, from a corporate partner aspect, a sponsor aspect, sponsors affiliate with teams and leagues and improve their image. They, they can affiliate and inter interact with teams, uh, with a team or leagues fans through all types of means and mediums, including direct interaction at events. Every sponsor has different things that they want to, to get out of a sports property. Uh, the sponsors may find that the team or league is attractive because it is local. 
such as you know maybe Air Force Academy here with uh, local entities here in Colorado Springs, or it could align in a region for which they need a brand, need to improve their brand or product or service. Uh, there are dozens of reasons for a corporation to align with a team or league. It just depends on what that corporation seeks from that partnership. Uh, from the team's perspective or, or a league such as the Mountain West, uh, it provides a significant revenue source uh, and connecting it with the right corporate brand can provide a boost in its own branding and marketing efforts. So uh, the Mountain West could, could affiliate with a company that provides travel packages uh, for its fans to get to championships. It helps boost uh, that brand, that image to get more people to their championships. So like uh, as J.W. Cannon talked about in, in the previous brand and sponsorship episode, that sponsorship relationship is very much a two-way street. It's not just the property getting the immediate benefit of revenue, but there are ways in which the the property uh, can can uh, can boost its own brand and its own image and its own preference through that relationship as well. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that we look for here uh, with Mountain West and Mountain West Sports Properties is trying to align our, our corporate partners with, with very much a similar set of values uh, and somebody that can help us market our events, market and brand the Mountain West as much as we can help that corporate partner market and brand their product or service. So in your definition, I've talked about this, how you, if you ask 10 different people, what is a brand, you'll get 10 different answers. What is Dan Butterly's definition of a brand? You know, my definition is, is the brand is, is who you are, you know, in many ways. It's, it's what you stand for, uh, whether it's a team, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a, a league in our perspective. Uh, I found the, the definition uh, in the branding journal, and I thought that it was technically, it technically defines brand in one statement. In very simple words, a product is what you sell. A brand is the perceived image of the product you sell, and branding is the strategy to create that image. The one thing about the Mountain West is we cannot control the success of our institutions, of our institutional athletic programs. That is up to their uh, efforts. We can help them with scheduling. We can help them market their programs, but ultimately it is up to them to succeed. Um, I, always, I also refer to when we talk about uh, defining brand, uh, as Andre Agassi once stated in a commercial endorsement for Canon cameras, image is everything. I mean, it really comes down to uh, how you reflect yourself, uh, both publicly and internally, uh, who you are and what you do. That is basically a brand. Uh, are you successful? Uh, are you a successful winning team or league? And what is the culture of your program? Uh, what you breathe each day is brand. Brand has to flow through every facet of the organization. In the Mountain West, for example, the Mountain West brand must flow from media relations to marketing to championships. Uh, to our network, uh, through uh, compliance and the things that Commissioner Thompson says, all the way through our member institutions. Uh, the Mountain West brand is our membership, but we must lead that branding effort. I mean, again, we can't control their success, but we can put them on a path to success and help brand their success uh, when they do have it. So with the, with the current landscape of college conferences and as much change as there is with schools on the division one level going from uh, the ACC to the big East or from the big 12 to, uh, to the SEC, even in the mountain West, a lot of membership change all the way down to division three conferences, a lot of change. Uh, how does, how does that, that very fluid environment then affect uh, the, the idea of what a conference 
brand is. The, the brand is the institutions, but then with that much change, how does the conference brand have to keep up with that? Excellent question, John. And, and I have to, to smile a little bit because obviously the Mountain West was formed from eight institutions leaving the Western Athletic Conference to come and form the Mountain West. Uh, obviously in the 18, 19 years I've been here at the Mountain West, we've had change in our membership. Uh, institutions are always looking for ways to improve their athletic program, whether that's going to an, another conference that they perceive to be better than the current conference they're in. Um, that happens throughout uh, the, the college conference landscape. The way that we continue to, to look at our brand, even through changes or rumor changes that can occur, is to keep our brand messaging strong, to keep our core cultural values uh, where they are. And when you're in a position that you have a membership change, it always helps to conduct research to find out more about the institutions or the athletic programs that you just added to, to your conference or to your league uh, and figure out how best to brand and market uh, to those uh, new fan bases and really bring in the new institutions uh, into your conference uh, as full valued members and making sure from day one they feel that way and they are full part of your brand uh, moving forward. And it's not just on the collegiate level, John, as well, but you've seen it in the NFL with a lot of change on the, on the West Coast from uh, San Diego, uh, the Chargers going to L.A. and Oakland going to Las Vegas. The, the NFL is having to deal with very similar things. Indeed. So uh, with the idea that that brand is very much influenced by a, by a lot of factors beyond just saying, well, we think we represent this, those practical realities come in come into play and and you've got to make sure that you're that everybody is moving in the same direction as it were in regards to those values uh, and and mission statement um, how then does that uh, come into play in the in the relationship uh, with the sponsor keeping keeping that core brand messaging together and then and then aligning with the sponsor uh, what are some of the practical applications and challenges of that you know, the, the things that you got to look at when you're looking at the, the sponsorships and, and the type of partners that you're looking at are the, the properties van, uh, property properties van, the corporate partner brand must find the best means and mediums to market and promote its affiliation with that team or with that league um, that can only strengthen the corporate partner's relationship with, with their that team or league's fans uh, and also strengthen its brand through the corporate partnership. Um, in the professional sports world, is that aligning with players based upon their MVP status, their charitable status, or other aspects of their image, or is it affiliating with the team directly to impact the greatest number of fans for that brand? In the collegiate space, it's different. A corporate partner can only affiliate with the team or league. NCAA rules prohibit a corporation from directly sponsoring a student athlete. Uh, who knows where that may head in the future, but right now, we those are the rules we play in. Uh, we're finding in the collegiate space that sponsors are very interested in direct business that can be delivered and analytics of fans uh, and the analytics of fans more than just hanging a banner in the stadium, which I think is a, is a cultural change in the way sponsorships are working now, not only in, in the collegiate space, but also, um, you know, nationwide. They're, they're looking at exposure, but they really want that direct interaction with fans. And, and the great thing about the new technologies and the new mediums, you know, the sponsor message can be delivered directly to a, a fan's mobile device. Whereas before you were hoping that they'd see that, that, corporation's image or brand in, in your championship or, or during your game in that respect. Um, you know, the two brands, ultimately, they, they have to work together uh, to align the common goals, whether that's shared cultural values or shared uh, goals through that sponsorship. 
it's interesting your point about it's uh, sponsorships are more than just hanging a banner in the stadium. Is it fair to say that that's a reflection of of the change in college athletics being very, very much a multi-billion dollar business and not just, hey, we want to feel good and and support our local school because we have an emotional attachment to it. I mean, there, there really are real business reasons for sponsors to want to align themselves with collegiate athletics, correct? John, you're, you're spot on. That, that's changed really the last 10 to 15 years. It used to be very much a passion by an affiliation affinity. Maybe the, the corporate decision maker was an alumnus of that institution, or again, it was a local uh, local endeavor. But um, you, sponsorships used to be a lot more simple. You, you sold, uh, you know, television, radio, print advertising, banner advertising, tickets, and hospitality. Now you've got all these new digital means and mediums. You you're, have so many other things that entertain and attract uh, your fan base that that may not bring them over to your arena uh, for a game, but they're still following you online digitally, whether it's uh, Twitter, Facebooks, you know, Snapchat, all, all the new means and mediums that are out there. And, and there's a, still a way for a corporation to become affiliated and have an affinity with your fan base versus just having a banner in the arena. I mean, how many times now, John, have you attended a game or an event where during a timeout or during a halftime, uh, you're looking at your phone versus looking at things that may be going on up on the video board or, or on the court? Uh, it's amazing the cultural shift we have made in the sports space that we've now had to communicate via mobile device uh, during timeouts or during intermissions as much as we have to do in the arena for those same fans that are, that are kind of the older fan that's still looking on the court to see what's going on, what kind of entertainment you may have. Agreed. Agreed. That's a, that's a, that's a seismic generational shift. Where, where are your eyeballs during the game? Are they actually on the game or are they on that computer that's in your pocket? Absolutely. And it's the same thing as watching a game on television. I mean, a commercial spot comes up, you may be grabbing your phone if you weren't on your phone already, just to check email, uh, see what people are saying on Twitter about the game, etc. Very true. Very true. Let me go back to what you, you, you mentioned the NFL uh, as, a, as being different from the, or, or being similar to, to the college market in, uh, in how it brands itself and holding the, the, the core values together. Um, one of the, one of the key ways, obviously that college and pro sports differ is that uh, for collegiate athletics, they're, they're in many ways an institution, uh, I'm sorry, they're an extension of the institutional brand. And indeed, the schools are not looking, not looking to just attract fans, but they're looking to drive enrollments. The business need of higher education very much requires enrollment. Um, can you talk a, a little bit about that difference and, 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 and about the imperatives of the business of higher education as opposed to professional sports. Absolutely. The, the, the success of a collegiate athletic program can have, have a very direct impact on applications and enrollment of a university or a college. Uh, college athletics oftentimes is referred to as the front porch of the university. And I've said many times college athletics can be the greatest marketing um, endeavor an institution can have to draw interest into their institution. Uh, just, you know, you look at uh, 2016, 2017 football season, uh, on the day Clemson beat Alabama for its first national championship in football in, what, 35 years, uh, droves of people began re- you know, searching Clemson's website for admission information. Uh, Clemson's website traffic on the days following the championship was 10 times larger than, nor- than the normal Monday crowd. 
according to, to Mark Land, who was Clemson's uh, vice president for university relations. It, it's amazing the success that if an athletic program is having success, how that can drive applications uh, and enrollment decisions for an institution. Uh, you just look at the, the tremendous success San Diego State universities had in the Mountain West uh, since they, they started in the Mountain West back in 1999-2000 and what Steve Fisher had done to build that program, uh, that institution's image nationally with, with building success in men's basketball, getting to multiple NCAA tournaments. Now, obviously, I won't say it's the only thing that, that's driven admissions and applications to San Diego State. It, it's one factor, but I think San Diego State's uh, applications and admission percentage, those that actually apply and get admitted is less than 15% now at San Diego State University. So uh, again, the success you have in athletics can definitely drive um, interest in your institution. It's very much part of the marketing and communications mix because athletics can very often be the first point of contact for somebody to that institutional brand. Uh, and, and, and so there's, there's a much, much higher level of, of, uh, of visibility that athletics brings. It becomes as much of a business need as it does just school spirit. 100% agree. And then obviously that interest and that success drives even more corporate partnerships, uh, more fans, more revenue in, into the program in that respect. But then you, you've got to understand that education is the fundamental purpose of any college or institution or university. So, Dan, with all of that said regarding uh, the importance of brand uh, at the conference level, at the institutional level, um, the, the, the value of the brand in the sponsorship relationship. One of the things that J.W. Cannon mentioned was the idea that sponsors buy the logo and the access. How important, in, in your view, is the, is, the, is the brand creative, the brand identity, the logo that represents the program at both the conference and the institutional level. What should what should programs be thinking about in terms of their creative? I, you know, it's, John, another great question. It has you have to be aspirational. You have to put you know a statement out there, whether it's a tagline um, or, or whatever you want to create a, a cultural statement, a mission statement, uh, whatever you want to say in that regard. But you know, to to put that in with the the mission and brand of the athletic program to create that aspiration. Uh, it has to be honest, though. You know, you, you could be aspirational, but you also have to be honest. There's there's realistic, uh, you know, endeavors relative to an institution of, of how far they can go in, in a in a national championship setting or a conference championship setting. Uh, so you, you want to be honest. You want to be aspirational. You want to be have something that not only motivates uh, the the student athletes in your program, but also the athletic administrators in your program. And also everyone on campus, but also that corporate partner. Why do I want to be involved with you? Well, here's why you want to be involved with, with our conference or our league uh, moving forward. And you know, the Mountain West is currently working on uh, a whole new branding platform that that hopefully will come out in the next uh, next few months. Um, that that will be aspirational and honest at the same time. But those that's the way you want to be. You want to be affiliated with those brands uh, that are, are striving to do the same things that you're trying to do as a conference or a team. Um, and you want to be aspirational, both from a business perspective, as well as a success perspective as well. So let me ask this, with, with that idea of being aspirational and, and the idea of really looking for the right relationships, what are some mistakes that you see college programs uh, make in regards to their brands? Yeah, there's many that you see when you've been in the business over 25 years, you see those mistakes. But you're trying to pursue revenue uh, before defining an athletic program or even an institution's mission or brand. You know, what is their mission? What is their brand? 
as an athletic program? Uh, who do they want to be? So trying to pursue that revenue and going out and trying to talk to corporations or corporate sponsor potentials uh, before you have that set, uh, you have to be able to go into that meeting and have that uh, mission and brand ready to discuss. Uh, in the sponsorship world, it's much easier to sell sponsorships if the organization strongly believes in the direction and its brand. If I can go in and say, I, I know XYZ, this is where the Mountain West is going, it makes a, a great conversation and can motivate that corporate partner to want to be affiliated. Uh, also on the revenue side, many, many college programs pursue corporate affiliations to generate revenue uh, without thinking about the brand affiliation and how that corporation may be able to strengthen the brand of the collegiate program. Uh, how can a, a new corporate partner or a prospective corporate partner help you brand your institution, your athletic program, your uh, conference or league in that respect as much as you can help them do the same thing on their side. It's got to really be a partnership. And I think there's there's too often, too many times that uh, colleges or institutions pursue the revenue but don't have a, a pure purpose as to why they want to affiliate with that program or that corporation. That really does speak to the idea of sponsorships being partnerships, not just financial transactions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it can benefit both the corporation and the institution if you're rowing the same direction, if you have a goal to try to drive attendance to your women's basketball games, then find a corporate partner that is, is very strong a women's-based brand that can help draw interest into your women's basketball program. I mean, there's both sides of the street in many ways. Very good. So uh, the flip side of that, and from, from what are the mistakes that you see, what are some of the things that, that you think college programs uh, are doing well and and what what can college programs do to better position their brand to, to attract good sponsors? I think one of the things that it, we're getting better at understanding digital media, uh, whether that's uh, broadcasting your games via digital media, uh, but your, your social media efforts as well, um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, um, we're, we're looking at new endeavors in the eSport. How, how can college brands affiliate their programs, their message points, their core values, uh, and their branding initiatives through all those means and mediums that are now available to them? I think we're getting better at that. I think five years ago, I would tell you that that is an area that needs significant improvement by every college athletic program across the country. But as more people are starting to use those means and mediums, we're starting to figure out not only how to sell those means and mediums to corporations, but corporations are starting to understand how to buy those means and mediums as well. So I think that's one area that we have drastically improved on, and our brand messaging is getting out more succinctly uh, through those mediums as well, whereas before I would say that was a big issue for us. Very good. Um, so before I let you go, uh, let me ask, are there any uh, additional thoughts that, uh, that, you, that you'd like to, to put out there in regards to brand and sponsorship and, the, I, and that relationship? John, one thing that I think most core, uh, collegiate properties need to do is, is do research on who they are. Ask, you know, go out to their fans, go out to people that aren't fans of, the, of their program, really research who they are and, and what they do in, in that respect and really get that sense of what people think. Get that outside image perspective uh, about your program. And, and if you haven't done that in, in the last five years, I would encourage uh, sport properties, uh, collegiate properties to do that. It, it's amazing how the world continues to change and how perspectives continue to change. And as you see uh, across the country, how attendance is, is starting to fall because there's so many other things to do for entertainment. Um, we really, as collegiate properties, as professional properties, 
on down the list need to continually research uh, fans of our program, people that aren't fans of our program, people that are just in your area or region to get a, to get to do some introspective of who you are and figure out maybe you need to change who you are branding wise, image wise uh, to turn some things around. So that, that would be one recommendation I would have for people. Do not uh, miss out on the research aspects of our business, but also look at look at your image, look at your designs, look at the things that um, you are showcasing, your logos, those type of things that um, may need to change for millennial purposes and, and social media purposes usage as well. Things like that that need to be looked at. So research and, and really who, what your brand looks like via these social mediums on mobile devices, et cetera. I think those are things that people have just gotten set in their ways. Their, their logo may be 25, 30 years old, but uh, may need to be refreshed a little bit as well. Very good. Excellent. Well, Dan, we talked previously how you and I could probably talk about this for about three hours, but I'm not sure a three-hour podcast would go over well. So uh, perhaps we will have to pick this up again at NACTA in June and maybe have a special live episode from NACTA. John, that would be something we could definitely uh, consider. I always love talking to you. And uh, this this is a core topic that uh, everybody faces across the country. So I hope people are listening and paying attention to your podcast. Very good. All right. Well, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time out today. I, I As always, I, I enjoy uh, talking about this stuff with you. And uh, I will look forward to, to uh, talking to you soon and seeing you at NACTA. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. My thanks again to Dan for his time and willingness to share his sports brand and sponsorship insights. I hope you found it helpful and that you'll be able to use it in your efforts to strengthen your brand, sell more sponsorships, and ultimately win more fans. You can get in touch with Dan through his LinkedIn account. A link to that account can be found in the show notes for this episode at the podcast page of my website, HartwellStudioWorks.com. If you would, subscribe, leave a five-star review, write a review in iTunes and help other sports professionals find this podcast. And if you'd like to talk about this episode, you can reach out to me by email at john at hartwellstudioworks.com. You can also follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, using the handle Hartwell Studio. You can check out my entire portfolio of sports branding work at hartwellstudioworks.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.